Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. And today's poem is by a Polish-American poet and translator who was uh, one of the greatest poets of the 20th century. He won the 1980 Nobel Prize in Literature, and his name is Czesław Milos, a name I always have a hard time pronouncing, but uh, Czesław Milos, I believe is how you pronounce that. If you want to Google him to learn more, it's M-I-L-O-S-Z. Milos survived uh, World War II. He lived in Warsaw during World War II um, and then uh, lived there for a while after the war. And then eventually he became a professor at the University of California, Berkeley. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called Ars Poetica. It goes like this. I have always aspired to a more spacious form that would be free from the claims of poetry or prose and would let us understand each other without exposing the author or reader to sublime agonies. In the very essence of poetry, there is something indecent. A thing is brought forth which we didn't know we had in us. So we blink our eyes as if a tiger had sprung out and stood in the light, lashing his tail. That's why poetry is rightly said to be dictated by a daimonion, though it's an exaggeration to maintain that he must be an angel. It's hard to guess where that pride of poets comes from when so often they're put to shame by the disclosure of their frailty. What reasonable man would like to be a city of demons who behave as if they were at home, speak in many tongues, and who, not satisfied with stealing his lips or hand, work at changing his destiny for their convenience. It's true that what is morbid is highly valued today, and so you may think that I am only joking or that I have devised just one more means of praising art with the help of irony. There was a time when only wise books were read, helping us to bear our pain and misery. This, after all, is not quite the same as leaving through a thousand works fresh from psychiatric clinics. And yet, the world is different from what it seems to be, and we are other than how we see ourselves in our ravings. People, therefore, preserve silent integrity, thus earning the respect of their relatives and neighbors. The purpose of poetry is to remind us how difficult it is to remain just one person. For our house is open, and there are no keys in the doors, and invisible guests come in and out at will. What I'm saying here is not, I agree, poetry, as poems should be written rarely and reluctantly, under unbearable duress and only with the hope that good spirits, not evil ones, choose us for their instrument. Milos was born June 30th of 1911, so today would have been his, what, 200, or 109th birthday? And I find his poetry and, and his, uh, his writing to be, to be just so fascinating, to be so thoughtful. Um, although I don't know it well. I don't know it as well as some of the other poets that I've read on this podcast. Hopefully I'll uh, be able to dig deeper into his work over the next couple of years. But this poem is called Ars Poetica, which is a phrase that essentially means the art of poetry. 
And uh, poet Edward Hirsch, who also wrote a book called The Poet's Glossary, uh, has a definition of Ars Poetica, and he defines it this way. The Ars Poetica is a poem that takes the art of poetry as its explicit subject. It proposes an aesthetic, self-referential, uniquely conscious of itself as both a treatise and a performance. The great Ars Poetica embodies what it is about. There's an interesting blog post if you go to Deeper Writing robinholland.blogspot.com about seven or eight years ago this person uh, cataloged a number of different poems that deal with the concept of artist poetica there's dickinson poems there's uh, he mentions this milos poem there's poems by the by the uh, the roman poet horace who uh, this blogger claims gave us the first known example of artist poetica back in uh, the bc times a couple of years like 18 bc something like that i think it was there's even a, an anthology called This Art, colon, a Copper Canyon Ars Poetica Anthology, which comes from Copper Canyon Press, which is one of my favorite uh, poetry presses. So you can see that this Milos poem, Ars Poetica, fits into a larger tradition of poetry. In Milos's hands, the poem has a gentle, thoughtful pace. It's uh, playing with the form. It's, it's uh, dripping with humor. Um, and despite his own suggestion and irony it's uh self-deprecating in a way that great poets can be uh, there's a degree of self-deprecation that i think is often present in many of the works uh, by the truly by truly great poets in other words they don't take what they're doing too seriously while also taking it completely seriously and i think that that is something that this poem is suggesting is necessary but one of the things I love about this poem is the way the, the poem is framed by his own desires as a poet, by his goals as a poet. He says, I have always aspired to a more spacious form that would be free from the claims of poetry or prose and would let us understand each other without exposing the author or the reader to sublime agonies. <laughs> there is so much in that stanza. I mean, on the one hand, he's just reflecting about his own goals, but then he drops, uh, he drops a line uh, dripping with irony. Like he doesn't want to expose either the author or the reader to sublime agonies that sometimes it's hard work to, uh, expose a poem or to understand a poem. And yet within those, that hard work, there is a sublimity, which is, <laughs> I love the irony of this. But then it drifts into thinking about what it's like to be a reader. Um, it's a, he talks, he contemplates the more generally the nature of poetry. He talks about how there was a time when books were meant to help us bear our pain and our misery. But that's not the same as leafing through, you know, the most fashionable books today. But then in the end, he says, the purpose of poetry is to remind us how difficult it is to remain just one person. And when he says that poetry at the end should be written rarely and reluctantly, I think what he's saying is that the work that it takes to understand, to express the difficulty of remaining just one person in a way that can help another person understand what it is to be that person or to be themselves just one person is deeply, deeply challenging. There's a miracle when you manage to accomplish that. It's a, you know, maybe a little miracle, but a miracle nonetheless. And that's why it's sublime agonies. So he brings that back around in the final stanza and the themes, I think, really nicely, really uh, craftily, uh, we'll say. So here, one more time, is Czesław Milos's Ars Poetica. And happy birthday to, to him. 
I've always aspired to a more spacious form that would be free from the claims of poetry or prose and would let us understand each other without exposing the author or reader to sublime agonies. In the very essence of poetry, there is something indecent. A thing is brought forth which we didn't know we had in us. So we blink our eyes as if a tiger had sprung out and stood in the light lashing his tail. That's why poetry is rightly said to be dictated by a daemonian, though it's an exaggeration to maintain that he must be an angel. It's hard to guess where that pride of poets comes from, when so often they're put to shame by the disclosure of their frailty. What reasonable man would like to be a city of demons who behave as if they were at home, speak in many tongues, and who, not satisfied with stealing his lips or hand, work at changing his destiny for their convenience? It's true that what is morbid is highly valued today, and so you may think that I am only joking or that I've devised just one more means of praising art with the help of irony. There was a time when only wise books were read, helping us to bear our pain and misery. This, after all, is not quite the same as leafing through a thousand works fresh from psychiatric clinics. And yet the world is different from what it seems to be, and we are other than how we see ourselves in our ravings. People, therefore, preserve silent integrity, thus earning the respect of their relatives and neighbors. The purpose of poetry is to remind us how difficult it is to remain just one person. For our house is open, there are no keys in the doors, and invisible guests come in and out at will. What I'm saying here is not, I agree, poetry, as poems should be written rarely and reluctantly, under unbearable duress, and only with the hope that good spirits, not evil ones, choose us for their instrument. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another poem for you.